This is the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. This is where it all counts. This is why we're here. This is why each one of us are here. And now, here's your host. Welcome back to another edition of the Saturday to Sunday Football Podcast. I am Paul Pertichese, and thank you for joining us as always. The Summer Dynasty Stock Report Series continues. Today I'll be talking about every relevant offensive skill player from the AFC North. I will go team by team sharing my thoughts as I have done for the first five parts of this series where I talked about every team and division in the NFC. Went through the East was the first podcast. The second part of this podcast was the North, then the a- then the NFC South, then the NFC West. And then in part five, the most recent one, I talked about every single team in the AFC East. And today I'm going to be discussing every team in the AFC North. So let's get right into it. I'm going to be talking stock up, stock down stock neutral, who I would be buying, selling, holding, uh, maybe some thoughts on value in redraft or baseball, basically anything talking about these guys from the big picture. You know, we don't get to talk about them too often here. It's Saturday to Sunday. So this is a fun series that we do every single summer. So let's kick it off with the Baltimore Ravens right at the top. I don't, what is there to say? Stock up, by you know Lamar Jackson I would not be recommending selling him off his year even if that's the best year he ever has in fantasy I'm not recommending selling him the explosiveness I still think he could have a lot of development in the pass game and more opportunities in the pass game I think eventually the pass attempts will go up uh and he could still get better they still could have better playmakers and better production from their wide receivers so yes in Eventually, I think the running capabilities will go down a little bit. Yes, the regression in terms of touchdowns per pass like last year will go down, but I think that'll be offset, you know, by, you know, by overall more pass attempts. Him and Patrick Mahomes, I would have Mahomes as my number one dynasty quarterback. I'd have Lamar as my number two, but, you know, I would not recommend selling off of last year uh, at all. If we take this to the running back position, I think there's nothing, you know, I like Mark Ingram, the player a lot, but it's clearly stocked down on Mark Ingram. Uh, You know, they invested, you know, a second round pick in J.K. Dobbins. He fits their scheme perfectly. Uh, I think this is probably Mark Ingram's last year in Baltimore. That's how I would value him. So if you, you know, I think he could still be productive this year. So I, I don't mind him for redraft. I don't mind him for best ball. I think, you know, an RB2 three, I think he's, I think he'll easily live up to that in those formats. Uh, but in Dynasty, if you're not a win now team, you want to get out on Mark Ingram. He, he'll he be on a roster next year somewhere. I don't think he's on Baltimore. And wherever he goes, I don't think he'll ever be as much the focal point as what we saw last year and maybe even the, the early portion of this year in Baltimore. So if you're not a win-now team, get out on Mark Ingram now when you can. If he starts out the year red hot still, get out while you can. Uh, you know, I'd rather get out a year early, like I often say, than a year late. If by the second half of the year, J.K. Dobbins is, is exploding – you have lost your opportunity to sell and get back anything of substance for Mark Ingram. Uh, then you'd have to wait and hope he signs in an ideal situation next off season or gets traded to an ideal situation next off season. Uh, and then I think you'll never get the same amount of value. So be proactive in that and not reactive. Obviously my known, my feelings on JK Dobbins, I think he could be a flat out superstar in this offense. Once he gets the opportunity, uh, I've been talking about him for months here at Saturday, Sunday, I think, you know, 
the addition of J.K. Dobbins means Gus Edwards, Justice Hill, stock down on both of them. Uh, maybe somewhere down the line, if Ingram leaves, one of them maybe could reemerge as the partner with J.K. Dobbins. But I'm not gonna, you know, I'm not gonna invest in that right now. So I'm not gonna actively go buy any of those guys. Uh, I don't think anyone really will. So I don't really think they're sells either. They're probably just kind of stock down on both of them, but kind of just hold and see what happens next year. Uh, once I'm pretty confident Mark Ingram is no longer a member of the Ravens at the wide receiver position. I'm going to say stock up on Marquise Brown. I think what he did last year in his rookie year with the injuries that he was battling was really impressive. I think he could explode this year, uh, become a clear wide receiver too. While he might always have some inconsistencies, uh, like a Deshaun Jackson or a Will Fuller. I think he's more talented than either of those players. Uh, so I think he could have an explosion coming in the near future, even if he's never going to be the guy who sees a massive, you know, amount of targets each year, because that's not what the Ravens offense is. I think he could easily make up for it with his production, his efficiency, and his big playability. So I'm saying stock up and a buy on Marquise Brown. Uh, I like Devin Duvernay as a round three rookie pick. I've talked about him. I'm not going to get into him. I think he could be interesting. He's to do a lot of different things in the offense. Everybody else in that pass offense, I would say stock down. I have my reservations that Miles Boykin ever develops into anything in this Ravens offense of consistency. I think it would be more the running game. Marquise Brown and Duvernay and Miles Boykin is kind of just, you know, the other outside receiver, you know, running a lot of, you know, kind of clearing out sometimes and opening things up underneath or him and Marquise Brown running vertical routes. Uh, I don't think Miles Boykin develops into a consistent, you know, wide receiver three or four. I think he's much below that. Uh, and I'm not even sure he gets there. So if people still like him from last year's draft, I would try to sell uh, him and move on. I just don't see Miles Boykin developing uh, into, you know, a consistent fantasy producer at the tight end position. I think stock up and a buy still on Mark Andrews. I think now with Hayden Hurst no longer there, I think he's going to be on the field more. Uh, so even if his efficiency comes down, I think that's okay because he's going to be on the field for way more percentage of snaps. His opportunity and targets are going to go up. So in, t- in time, I think his yardage numbers goes up as well. He's a big play, you know, sh- tight end who could attack the seam and stretch defenses out, do things after the catch. Uh, I think he is clearly locked in as a guy who probably for the foreseeable future is a top five tight end in Dynasty. If we move this off of the Baltimore Ravens and take this to the Cincinnati Bengals, uh, listen, I've made my feelings known on Joe Burrow. Love the player. Think he is tremendous value in rookie drafts right now, even one quarterback leagues. Tremendous value in best ball. Tremendous value in uh, redraft as well. So I love Joe Burrow, the value he's presented in all leagues. So I would definitely aggressively go uh, draft him and get him on my rosters. Now at the running back position, I think stock up on Joe Mixon and a dynasty buy. I know he's valued very highly. I think he's one of the most talented four backs in, I'll be in the, in the top four conversation as most or five of most talented running backs in the entire NFL as a complete back. I think stock up because I think the addition of Joe Burrow, I think the health of Jonah Williams coming back, their first round offensive lineman last year who missed the whole season, the other upgrades that they've made on their team. I think Joe Mixon is set up 
to have a great year. As long as he doesn't hold out or anything like that, I think Joe Mixon is set up to be a superstar this year at the running back position. I think he could very much uh, be this year's Dalvin Cook in terms of statistical output. I think he'd have a monster year in this offense. And if they finally give him an opportunity to be a 50-60 catch guy, I think he could push and be a sleeper candidate to be the RB1. You know, that's how much I like his overall game. But for him to ever get to that, you know, stratosphere, he'd have to be involved in the pass game more than he is. I think he's one of the more talented pass catching backs in the league. Uh, but they still have kind of held the reins back a little bit in that regard. Maybe Joe Burrow and the, and the offense built for him is the guy who can get that out of him. Uh, G. Ronnie Bernard, I think at this point is, is, is a handcuff. Uh, don't see much value there. Interesting names, you know, way down. Travion Williams, Rodney Anderson on the offshoot chance that Joe Mixon doesn't sign uh, a long-term contract with the Bengals. Uh, do one of these guys, if Rodney Anderson can get healthy or Travion Williams, you know, in the second or third year, could they make some noise? Maybe, but they're not guys I'd be going to buy. Uh, if I had them, I'd hold them. You know, maybe if they hit the waiver wire, you get them and put them on your taxi squad or or something like that uh, of intrigue just to kind of wait and see how the Joe Mixon scenario plays itself out. At the wide receiver position, I think A.J. Green, I think you have to say stock down, you know, based on the injuries that he he's had, the lack of time he's been on the football field. Uh, as much as I love Joe Burrow, I don't think A.J. Green is with the Bengals for the long term. So I think this is a one year last year for A.J. Green that he's going to be on a new roster. We don't know what that new roster is going to look like. We don't know if he's going to show that he can stay healthy. Uh, I'm fine with A.J. Green at his value in best ball and redraft leagues. He would not be a guy I'm probably looking to get in Dynasty. I'd be probably looking to sell uh, if I can get something of fair value, which I think might be hard right now. You might have to wait for the season to start, hope that he performs well in the early going and he's healthy and he's developing a rapport with Joe Burrow and putting up stats, then might be the time to sell on him. Tyler Boyd, I'd say stock neutral on Tyler Boyd. Uh, you know, I don't think much has changed. The addition of T Higgins, I don't think changes things. I still think Tyler Boyd is locked in there as, as a starting wide receiver. I think him and Higgins probably are the two starters for the next wave of years. Uh, I think he might present decent value still in PPR leagues. Uh, so I, I'm not opposed to buying him in Dynasty uh, if, if the value, you know, is, is fair. I think he is a good wide receiver for a for, for fantasy team. I wouldn't want him to be my wide receiver too. Uh, if people are valuing him as a wide receiver four, then I would gladly take him and make him my wide receiver three in PPR leagues. Uh John Ross, I think you're holding him out hope that the next team he's on, maybe he could emerge and be a late bloomer. I think he could have some splash plays this year in this offense. I don't think he'll have much consistent fantasy value unless AJ Green gets hurt or traded. Uh, so I think you're hoping, you know, John Ross is more of a stash for the next team that maybe he's on. He could finally live up to his, you know, draft pedigree and his upside. Uh, obviously, my thoughts on T. Higgins are well known. Love the player. Love the pick that they made. Love the fact that he's attached to the hip with Joe Burrow. Uh, I think he could be a very good fantasy wide receiver down the line. At the tight end position, I don't see a lot of value in C.J. Uzuma or Drew Sample. So to me, you know, those are not guys I'd be wanting to actively get on my roster. I guess you could say stock up for CJ Uzuma because they didn't go out and invest in anything else, but not a guy I'd want on my roster. Uh, someone likes him, I'd sell him and move on for sure. Uh, if we keep this going and turn to the Cleveland Browns, 
Uh, right now, I'm going to say stock neutral on Baker Mayfield. I know people are excited about Kevin Stefanski coming over there. You know, Freddie Kitchen's gone. But what I saw out of Baker Mayfield was a little concerning last year. And, you know, he had that great end of his college career. He rode that to be the first pick. He showed a lot his rookie year. Uh, I need to see Baker Mayfield be able to adjust and put in, you know, the effort that I don't know that if he puts in and this year now with Stefanski, I'm, I'm going to say stock neutral because even with the new offense, I think it's going to be a very run dominated offense, similar to Minnesota last year. Now that could be good. And Baker Mayfield could be very productive and efficient in it, but I don't know if we ever see Baker Mayfield get back to his rookie year, second half of the year fantasy production. And if he's not, then he's more of a QB, you know, mid to high QB two and not on the verge of being, you know, a mid to high, you know, mid to low QB one. So I think, you know, the lack of pass attempts kind of has me out on a lot of the Browns offense besides maybe getting good value on, you know, Odell or Jarvis Landry. Cause I think the target share will be so concentrated on them that I don't mind them. But as a whole, I have my concerns about the pass offense there for the Browns. Obviously I love the running backs. Uh, you know, I think Kareem hunt, I'll start there for a second. I think he's one of the best buys in dynasty at the running back position. Uh, I think he still is very young. I think, I know there's been whispers that he wants to stay in Cleveland. I don't buy it. I don't buy it. I think they'll eventually re-sign Nick Chubb to a long-term contract. Uh, you know, Nick Chubb is a guy who might be stocked down right now because of the the fear of Kareem Hunt eating into too much of his work. But because of that, I'd be aggressively going to buy Nick Chubb because I think Kareem Hunt's only there for one year. And Kareem Hunt is the guy who I think his stock is neutral right now, but I think he's one of the top running back dynasty buys because I do think he will be somewhere next year and he will be signed to be the workhorse lead back, whether it's in the committee or by himself. He's his fantasy value for 365 days from now is going to be substantially higher than it is right now. So he's one of those guys that you don't sometimes like to be aggressive to go by running back, especially running backs who aren't going to put up RB one or RB two numbers this year. I think that opens a window that maybe you can get him for a future second round rookie pick. I'm doing that all day. Kareem Hunt is as talented as any running back who will come out of the draft next year. There's some really talented ones who will go in the top 50 picks next year, but Kareem Hunt is on that level of talent. He's already shown he can do it in the NFL, and those guys that we're talking about, the Travis Etienne's and Ajay Harris, those guys, they're all going to be top six, top eight rookie picks next year. So if you can get Kareem Hunt for a second-round rookie pick in 2020, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna do that in every single league that I can get that if that's the value I can get him at. If it starts pushing towards round one, then I could see that you don't want to guarantee that he's in a great landing spot next year and you have some more reservations there. But love the overall value. If we keep this going, I already talked about the wide receivers. Uh I think stock you know, neutral on Odell. He's got to show that he's healthy. He's got to show that he can produce. He's got to show that he's mentally and his head is, is where it needs to be to produce. An article recently came out that said, you know, not that long ago, he was thinking about retirement because it wasn't fun anymore. Uh, is he going to have fun in this new offense? That's going to be very run focused. Like he's going to have to produce numbers with the opportunity he gets. And I think he can. So I'm still buying him. I bought him in one dynasty league, but the cost was really inexpensive based on where Odell's cost was just a year ago. So I like his value in redraft leagues. If he's sitting there in the late third or fourth round redraft best ball, I think that's great value for him. I still believe in him. I'll buy him in dynasty uh, because the cost is not what it used to. And I still think he has the talent and skill set to get there, but we need to start seeing it. He doesn't produce heavily this year. 
you're going to see Odell's value plummet because at that point, people are going to be out on him ever regaining the form that made him an elite player. Uh, Jarvis Landry, stat, stock neutral, status quo. He just continues to do it every year. People you know, doubt him. People don't want him because he's not sexy, but every year. So I actually think at his value that he is, he's a decent dynasty buy, to be honest with you, if you need a wide receiver for eight. Uh, and sometimes he goes, you know, you can get him for even less than that in a dynasty league because people, you know, look at him and just think his upside is limited and it probably is, but he's very steady. You know what you're getting with him. 80, 90 catches, you know, probably six touchdowns, five to seven touchdowns, you know, I, that's really valuable to have that type of consistency. So while it's stock neutral and probably not a guy I'm aggressively going to buy, but I'm not selling him either. I'm kind of holding him. And if the value is right, I will I will gladly buy him if people are down on him uh, like they always seem to be. No one else really in that wide receiver group we're talking about uh, at the tight end group. I think stock down on Austin Hooper. I think his best year was with the Falcons last year. I don't think he ever repeats that. Uh, so he'd be a guy I'd be hoping to sell off based on last year's statistics. If somebody thinks he's going to go to Cleveland and be that same player, I'd be willing to sell him. The tight end that I'm buying is David Njoku. Uh, while his stock is plummeted because of the signing of you know Austin Hooper and the drafting of Harrison Bryant, this is the time to buy him really low because I do think he can present really, really good uh, value. So he'd be a guy that I'd be going to buy and wait for him to get on his next roster and go from there. Uh, if we take this to the last team in the AFC North, and that is the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, I'm going to say stock neutral on Big Ben. We don't really know what to think of him coming off his injury. How hurt is he? Uh, he's not a guy to be aggressively buying in any type of dynasty format. If you're a win-now team and you need a stopgap quarterback for one year, I'm sure you can buy him pretty cheaply. I'm okay with that. I like his value in best ball and redraft leagues. As a guy you can draft, is like the 15th to 18th quarterback off the board. I think he still has low QB1 upside, and I like that component of his game. Uh, but he'd not be a guy that I'd be recommending going to buy you know, in dynasty and thinking he's a guy for you know two, three, four years. He'd be a guy that for one year, I'd be okay with him being my starter. And I think he could present some good value. At the running back position, I think stock down on James Conner because of the drafting of Anthony McFarland, because he's going into his final year uh, you know, of his contract. And it doesn't sound like Pittsburgh is going to bring him back. So it's very uncertain in terms of where he plays next year and his long-term dynasty value. But I will say, you know, if you have a certain mindset of you're playing for now, I'm okay going buying James Conner because I think he is being valued as a mid to late RB2 in some aspects. And I think he could, I think he could potentially be an RB1 this year. So if I can get RB1 production and buy him for mid to low RB2 in Dynasty, I'm okay with that one year and then kind of wait and see what happens. Maybe he's not in Pittsburgh, but he's not going to fall off the face of the earth. So maybe if you buy him as a mid to low RB2 and you potentially get an RB1 season this year, even if he's an RB3 next year, somewhere where he signs, I'm okay with one potential low RB1, high RB2 year, and then some RB3 seasons if I buy him at his current value. So I actually recommend buying him more for a win-now team and a short-term view than a long-term view. 
but impossible not to say stock down when you're looking at a, a longer range window for Dynasty uh, because of his uncertain future moving forward. Uh, you know, and the fact that they drafted Anthony McFarland, he's had struggles staying healthy, so there's some durability issues. Anthony McFarland is a player I talked a lot about, like him, uh, but do think he's locked in at best as a committee guy. So even if they move on for James Conner, I know people have been more aggressively going after Anthony McFarland in rookie drafts. That hasn't been me. Even if they do go move on from James Conner, I think they go to the free agent route or the draft route and replace him. And then Anthony McFarland's a part of that backfield, but not a lead guy in that backfield. I think he's an explosive big play threat waiting to happen, Anthony McFarland. But I think he's always a guy that lives in the world of 10 to 12 touches. So there'll always be somebody with him, even if they move on from James Conner. I do think Jalen Samuels in a different world could be a productive RB3 in a PPR setting like i mean think about the value before austin eckler exploded you know to become who he is he was producing some value i think jalen samuels has a skill set that's not that far off uh, in terms of usage of an austin eckler so i could see a scenario at some point jalen samuels produces rb3 value uh you know for a fantasy roster just don't know if it's in pittsburgh just don't definitely don't think it's this year uh, it maybe could be next year if Anthony McFarland shows that he could handle 15 touches and it's a backfield of McFarland and Samuels and Benny Snell or somebody else, you know, mixed in as more of a short yardage guy, maybe. So I, I'm not opposed Jalen Samuels for real cheap. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not opposed to buying him if it's really cheap. Cause I like his pass catching upside always have since he came out of college at the wide receiver position. Uh, I think stock up on Juju Smith based on where he finished the season last year. People are down on him. Last year at this time, him and Odell were basically in the running to be wide receiver one and wide receiver two in dynasty, you know, startups. And now his value is still so young. He's already produced. Yes, his long term standing in Pittsburgh, we don't know if they re-sign him after the year. But now with Big Ben back, I think he's going to outperform his value in just about every format. I think he can get back to being a really you know, high-impact player, even if he mostly is predominantly best in the slot as that big slot guy. So I think stock up on Juju. I think he's a buy in Dynasty based on where he is right now compared to where he was last year and where I think he could be next year. Deontay Johnson is probably in my top eight of dynasty buys. I don't think he's being valued as high as he should be. I think he showed in his rookie year his ability to separate. This is a guy Matt and I liked in the pre-draft process. We loved when he was taken in the top 100. He showed that he could play. And listen, what if Juju Smith moves on after the year? Deontay Johnson could be in a position to develop into the number one wide receiver in this offense. And he has a skill set that could do it. Maybe not the traditional bigger guys, but he's, he's his skill set of creating separation and his speed and his big playability could be a wide receiver one on a team. So I'm going out and buying Deontay Johnson wherever I can get him uh, right now. Stock up on him and a dynasty buy. As much as I like James Washington, the player coming out of college, I think stock down on him. I think he's definitely third on this depth chart right now, maybe even fourth with the drafting of Chase Claypool. He'd be a guy that if someone still likes him, as much as I like the player coming out of college, he's not a guy I want on my dynasty roster right now. At the tight end position, uh, I think stock up on Eric Ebron because you know I think here he's going to get more of an opportunity than he did with the Colts his last year with the Colts. I think you could see a surprising productive year from him as a low tight end one to mid tight end two if he clearly you know gets. 60% of the playing time, uh, you know, and, and Vance McDonald maybe is the other 40%, 35%. Uh, so he, I think he's an interesting buy for a one year, 
a, a team looking for one year or two year need the low tight end one to mid tight end two. I think Ebron could potentially offer that. Uh, ben has always been a guy that targets the tight ends going back to Heath Miller uh, and at times Vance McDonald. If Ebron could clearly establish himself as the clear cut starter, I think there's some hidden value there uh, in this offense uh, for Eric Ebron. Uh, you know, and that's my, my overall thoughts on the Steelers in terms of the players that I think are most relevant. So there it is, guys. My thoughts on every single relevant player for fantasy from the AFC North. If you're enjoying these, please rate, review, and subscribe. Get over to Twitter. Reach out to me. Ask me questions. Ask me to elaborate or go further in detail. If you have trade offers you want to run by me, I love the interaction, guys, on Twitter. Please do not hesitate to reach out. Uh, at all in any capacity. So on behalf of our sound tech engineer, David Nakano, and myself, thank you for joining us, and we look forward next time taking you from Saturday to Sunday.